Maximum Health with your host, Dr. Ken Gray. Dr. Gray obtained his master's in both acupuncture and oriental medicine from the Atlantic Institute of Oriental Medicine. Dr. Gray enjoys both being a physician as well as being an educator. His unique approach to holistic healing has taken him abroad to lecture in Germany and treat sports professionals in Hawaii and France. He is co-author of several books on food therapy. His office is in Jupiter, Florida, where he has practiced for over a decade and where he resides. Now it's time for Maximum Health with Dr. Ken Gray. Welcome back, everyone. This is Maximum Health Radio, quality living with yours truly, Dr. Ken Gray, holistic physician. Uh, we thank you for joining us every Friday at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard, uh, 88.9 FM, WQCS. That's National Public Radio of the Treasure Coast. Um, you know, what's wonderful about this show is the guests. Tell you the truth, I'm, I'm always honored to have the people that we have uh, calling me, contacting me, um, and wanting to be on this show to share with you their expertise, their knowledge, their passions. Uh, we are a all about health and well-being and quality living. And today's show uh, is really a focus on environmental health and how we are uh, can engage one another in helping to reverse some of the damage we've done, um, to appreciate uh, the earth, to to um, really focus on our oceans, um, sea level rising, climate. Uh, we have to start off two individuals. One is science educator Carolyn Tapley. Hello. Thank you for joining us. Thank you for having me. We have Mr. Stephen Schwartz, and we have him because he is a docent, a volunteer. He's dedicated his life to helping to, uh, at this point, in part, to teach children, uh, kids of fishing, the value of fishing, the value of the oceans, and how to really um, engage in that level uh, with Mother Earth. <laughs> I may be so blunt, but thank you both. Thank you very much. So this fishing program... Obviously, I, I, I love fishing. I teach my kids fishing. <laughs> From the moment they could walk, they were fishing. There's a lot to be said about that and the connection of Earth and the oceans and knowing not to litter and knowing, you know, uh, the importance of, of respecting life, responsibility. Tell me a little bit about this fishing program, what birthed it out of the Loggerhead Marine Life Center, which we've had on the show a few times. Steve? Uh, yeah, well, it's very interesting. It's sort of fate, uh, in a way. Um, about 10 years ago, back in New York, my, when I retired, uh, I needed something to do, and my son said, Dad, you love fishing. Why don't we work with kids? So he actually came up with the idea. Yeah. And what we did, we created a program for Big Brothers Big Sisters in Westchester County in New York. And we did that for six years. When it came to uh, Loggerhead, it was my dream to always be a volunteer here. And about two years ago, <clears throat> Hannah Campbell and Demi uh, Fox were talking about starting a fishing program. We had just taken over the Juno Pier. Okay. And uh, which is a for those of you that yeah. don't know or have not had the pleasure, it's a destination, the Juno Pier. Yeah, it's a very long pier, well maintained, 
And on any given day, you'll have you'll, even in, on stormy days. Sometimes you'll see fishermen lined up, pulling up some of the most amazing catches Absolutely. that you can find in the world. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. nine hundred feet out into the Atlantic yeah. Ocean. Yeah. So if you don't have a boat, yeah. and you want to go out in the Atlantic Ocean, go on the Juno Pier. Oh yeah. So uh, I overheard them talking about that, and I said, you know, guys, I'd like to get involved. I think I've got the experience, and that's how uh, it all came about. Mm. And, you know, I, uh, we, we've spoken about our mutual admiration of the director of the Loggerhead Marine Life Center, who's taken that whole uh, foundation, uh, project, school, education center, scientific research facility to whole new leaps and bounds and levels. We had him recently on the show, and uh, it's amazing to see what they're doing. And tell us a little bit about the science aspect of the Loggerhead Marine Life Center. Yeah, so we are a sea turtle hospital, Mm. Uh, so we take care of sick and injured sea turtles. Uh, We also conduct research on our local beaches, Mm -hmm. um, nesting research on the sea turtles there. Right. I mean, for the most part, uh, Ms. Tapley, you, you, as a science educator, Mm -hmm. the education component is important because without that, you can't really engage the community. Absolutely. In the work of rescuing sea turtles. Yes. And Loggerhead Marine Life Center is after the Loggerhead sea turtle, correct? Which, wh- why that turtle? Well, uh, Loggerhead Marine Life Center actually is named such because of Loggerhead Marina. So okay. we are named after the marina. Which yeah. is in part named after the Loggerhead the sea turtle. turtle. So yeah, the we're history? fortunate uh, here in <laughs> yeah. Juneau Beach yeah. and South Florida in general to have a very large population of loggerheads that yeah. come here to nest. Yeah. Yeah. And they're pretty big. I mean, they are. You know, yeah. I know that we walk the beaches in turtle season, it becomes a, an outing for families. Mm-hmm. Uh, we try not to. Uh, I, there's rules to the the thing. You don't want to follow them. Yeah. So tell us about those rules, just because uh, yeah. I know it involves Carol, not Carol. too much light. <laughs> exactly. Yes. During sea turtle nesting season, yeah. which is March 1st through October yeah. 31st, yeah. Uh, we request that people don't have lights on the beach. So if you live in a condo on the beach or staying in a hotel, yeah. just close those curtains. And also, if you're down on the beach, just having no cell phones on, no flashlights, your eyes will adjust mm-hmm. once you're down there. Especially if there's a nice moon. Okay. We don't yeah. want to scare them away. Exactly. We want yeah. them to come up, do their business, nest, mm-hmm. and then return back to the water safely. Yeah. Steve, you yeah. know, when you're out there now and you're teaching these children fish, I know you're focused and, and there's so much that goes in with that. I know as a father, you know, you're, you're watching the hooks, you're watching the fish, you're making sure they're not getting bit or, or stabbed with a fin. or I mean, there's all of that. But amidst all of that, or not to say but, but and, amidst all of that, there's something going on. There's a passion, there's an engagement that we're talking about. It's a little bit deeper. Can you see any changes with the ocean yeah, that you're that trying to point out to them? Little little things that... that that's a great question, Ken, uh, because I've been fishing for 65 years. Right, right. And uh, we bring this up when Caroline and I talk part of the... Before we go fishing, mm-hmm. we actually talk about turtles. Caroline talks about turtles, and then I talk about fishing. Yeah, and uh, But I talk to the kids and tell them that 65 years ago when I started to fish it was so common to catch all the fish you could. If you had five buckets, you would try and fill up five buckets of fish. Okay. Uh, And we didn't know about regulations. We didn't know about rules. We we thought the ocean was endless. Mm -hmm. And unfortunately, we did a lot of harm 
Yeah, we did. We did a lot of in harm. a very short space of time. In a very short, and to the point where there were certain species that we couldn't fish for yeah. 25 years later. Yes, and there are certain species now that are actually extinct. Exactly right, because of that practice. Yeah. Uh, and so what we teach them, our real mission, and this is a good time, I think, to talk about that, is that we try to teach the kids to be responsible fishermen. Mm -hmm. And what that means is to not to follow the regulations that the state of Florida uh, have uh, created to prevent similar uh, things happening mm -hmm. like that. So that's our that's our mission, yeah. and uh, we think it's working because a child who becomes a fisherman is going to be the next steward of the ocean, yeah. even though they're fishing. Fishermen are the best stewards of the ocean. That's been proven. Yeah. You know, m people don't really always get that, but that's been known, known to be true. I mean, once you also pay for that fishing license, you become part of that fishing community. Right. There's a tremendous respect that goes into that sport or that pastime. Uh, I find myself and my children, when we go down to the beach and fish, on the way back, we're picking up plastic Fabulous. and line yeah. and things that we know are man-made. Right. And even if it's in our section of our path, that's still items that would no longer be there, and we yeah. dispose of them appropriately. B from both of you, Caroline Tapley, science educator at the Loggerhead Marine, Li Marine Life Center, Steve Schwartz, the creator of the Kids Fishing Program, docent for five years, all of this. When you're going down there now and you're seeing what's going on with our oceans and our beach, and granted, I know our beaches in Palm Beach County for the most part are some of the cleaner beaches for a lot of reasons. We have beach cleanup, you know, things. But with the children, are they getting it? Are they seeing the need for minimizing pollution, for utilizing disposable plastics? Are you, do you see that connection as well? I believe so. And I really think that we tie it in with the um, talk that we give before the program. So we speak mm. with the kids about 20, 30 minutes, and we really try and tie in um, different topics like that, like bring your own reusable bags instead of plastic bags yeah. and um, the Im impact that it can have on sea turtles. And then also recycling fishing line mm. or how to um, manage a sea turtle if you do accidentally catch it on one of our piers. Mm -hmm. So I think so. We really work to pull in conservation and uh, how it works as a whole in the ocean, mm. not just with fishing alone. Wonderful. Yeah. Can you give us any stories, Steve, of, a, of an, a moment with the fishing program that really brought to light our need for um, awareness and involvement that you were able to share with the kids? I'm sure you have many stories. Oh, but yeah, I have many great yeah. stories. Yeah. We have a lot <laughs> of smiling photos of, yeah. of kids. Oh, yeah. Just recently, uh, two weeks ago on a Saturday, uh, we were so fortunate. We were just blessed. There were a school of about 20 dolphins. I think you were mm -hmm. on that ship oh, that yeah. day. Ken, they must have stayed there for about an hour. Mm. Now, kids see dolphin at SeaWorld in a tank, mm -hmm. and they see them on TV. But to see these wild animals mm -hmm. just feeding and working together, mm -hmm. uh, I think that was recently my most memorable experience. And I've been on the sea my whole life. Yeah. But just to see that, yeah. Was, and they were maybe an eighth of a mile from the pier. So you had an incredible opportunity to see a mammal 
doing its its thing in nature. Yeah, yeah. And that's something they will never ever never forget. forget. Yeah. You know, I, I really truly believe there's, you know, as it's in our infancy, you know, being on this earth relatively for a short time as as long as Earth's been away around, for the damage that we've done. <laughs> and now hopefully for the rectifications and ways that we're communicating with each other to improve our ways of living so as to be in harmony. Um, I think there's two ways. There's negative reinforcement and positive reinforcement. Mm -hmm. I know there's a saying, the thing that keeps a man out of the abyss is staring into the abyss. Mm -hmm. But I'd like to think that what you're doing is that positive reinforcement, which is also connecting the next generation with things that they just don't they don't want to lose so hopefully when they go into their careers and such and they have their own families they'll continue to hold on to those moments and know that if we lose them they're gone forever yeah because extinction is real oh boy and yeah. uh it's real for us and it's real for sea life and thank you for the work you're doing not only to connect connect them with this this wonderful pastime in sport but Furthermore, to deeply connect uh, our, our children here, and hopefully these programs will expand into uh, more of, of, of stewards, as you said so well, Mr. Schwartz, <laughs> being s proper stewards of the earth. Thank That's you for it. your scientific knowledge and what you've yes. done, and, and I hope that we, we can all continue. For those of you that look to be involved, you can reach uh, Mr. Stephen Schwartz at the Loggerhead Marine Life Center. I think we have a website for that. Yes. Yeah. You can register online at marinelife.org for yeah. the program. Yeah. Um, and you can always reach out to myself, Caroline Tapley. Yeah. My email is listed on the website. Good. And you know what's great, Ken? Yeah. We provide everything for the child. Yeah. All a parent has to do is show up, and we really push that the parents stay because the memories that a a kid can have, a parent can have with the child, and vice versa. Yeah. As you know, because yes. you fish with your kids. Yep. Yeah. Uh, I'm so proud of you that you do that. Oh, yeah. It's a wonderful thing. But uh, they don't have to bring anything. They just show up. Yes. And uh, now we give rods to the parents. Uh, we, you know, it's Perfect. a small fee. So I just want to thank you yeah. for really, I mean, you get a lot of phone calls <laughs> about good. people being on your show. Yeah. And for you to have uh, put out to, to me yeah. and out to Loggerhead, you're you're a true friend. Thank it, you, Ken. It's an honor. And uh, sh if you live here, take part. If you're visiting, take part. Loggerhead Marine Life Center is a wonderful place to be. Thank, right. you. Thank you very much. Take care. Um, we have another wonderful guest for you today. Uh, we have Joshua Willis. And, you know, he's just... I, I, got, I had the chance to see him also uh, recently at a panel on climate uh, change and sea level rising. He's from NASA. I mean, yes, I'm, I am uh, pretty amazed I'm sitting here today talking with Mr. Willis. Thank you for joining us. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, great to be here. Yeah. So you're on the West Coast, California. I am. Uh, Los Angeles. Uh, sunny. Nice out here today. Yep. And your, your job at NASA is you specialize in oceanography and, and, and yeah. change and you so you know what's going on like you see it <laughs> absolutely absolutely I study global warming and I look at the oceans uh, for signs that they're changing and I study the rising oceans um, the globe is uh, gaining heat and over 90% of that heat winds up warming the oceans 
So I study that and uh, that heat drives the sea levels higher. And of course, glaciers and ice sheets all around the world are melting too, and that adds extra water, driving sea levels higher still. And I study all of that. Wow. So your designation, you're a oceanographer at NASA's Jet Propulsion Laboratory. How does jet propulsion and oceanography go together? (laughs) (laughs) Well, uh, JPL is one of about 10 NASA labs. And we actually uh, have a long history of uh, interesting stuff, um, beginning with jet propulsion. But now what we mainly do is build robotic spacecraft. So the Mars rovers, uh, the space telescopes, uh, and actually a whole lot of instruments and satellites that look back down at the Earth and study what's going on here. So when I see you on, on video, and there's a, which is a lot, there's, if you ever want to look up <laughs> Joshua Willis out there, guys, uh, uh, ladies and gentlemen, it's, it's phenomenal how much work this gentleman's putting in into uh, the science and observing what's going on with our oceans. But um, I see you up in you know uh, the higher levels of our atmosphere, and you're just sending in cameras and, and all of this. Now, some of this technology that you're talking about is very new, isn't it? Uh, well, yeah, um, it's it's new, but it's also kind of old. You know, we build uh, new satellites all the time, but we've been using satellites to study the ocean uh, for almost 40 years, actually. And uh, we've been doing it really well for about the last 25. So um, we have a pretty good record of exactly what the oceans have been doing and how the planet's been changing from our observations in space. When you look down from space, what are you looking for? And what kind of, are you looking at heat signatures? Or tell us a little bit about that, because I don't understand the science. It's, it's above my pay grade. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, we have all kinds of instruments and measurements. But one of the key measurements that we make is the height of the oceans, how tall the oceans are. Um, there's a series of satellites that I work on called the Jason missions and they bounce a radar wave off the surface of the ocean and measure how high the sea levels are. So they just measure how long it takes for the radar signal to go down and come back up. And that tells them how far away the oceans are. And as the oceans grow, um, as they gain uh, extra water and extra heat, they rise and you can see that signal in the satellite data from space. Um, Of course, we also measure how much the uh, surface of the ocean and the atmosphere are warming, uh, changes in clouds, and even changes in the mass of the ocean, how much water is there. What do you have to tell us about that, if we were to just give us a summary, if you were to write a book report? (laughs) (laughs) Well, uh, the short answer is uh, the globe is warming and sea levels are rising. Uh, We can see right now about three millimeters per year of global sea level rise, uh, which translates to about an inch per decade. So every decade, we add another one inch of height to sea levels all around the world. And if you think about that for a second, it's, it's actually really startling. Two thirds of our entire planet are covered by oceans. And that two thirds is rising by an inch every decade, even a little more than that now. So we're really changing the earth in a very profound way. 
And that rise is not something we're, we're likely to ever see disappear in our lifetime. We're not going to be looking at growing ice sheets uh, or a cooling earth anytime soon. What you talking about, Willis? <laughs> That's right. Um, it's a big deal. It's a big deal. There's nothing we could do about it? Well, there is something we can do about it. As, as we look out into the future, I mean, our, uh, it's, there is some amount of climate change that we're definitely going to experience no matter what. But how much we warm the planet is still up to us. Um, you know, climate change is going to be tough to deal with. And uh, we can sort of answer the question, would you rather get hit in the head with a ping pong ball or a bowling ball? Um, is climate change going to be utterly devastating or something that we can slowly deal with? I hear you. I mean, you know, as you can tell by my high-pitched, raising voice, it really is concerning. And, it, you know, obviously I start thinking about my children and my children's children. And um, I think all of us listening should be in some way thinking in these terms uh, of how we can do our part. Uh, you know, I, I, on this show we have the, uh, the pleasure of not only speaking with you, but, but some individuals teaching kids how to fish and oh, be yes. connected with the ocean and the appreciation for our environment on that level. And I can't help but think that maybe they will have something to do with undoing the damage that we've done with our past generations. Yeah, I, I think there's, I think, you know, I, I don't want to give people the idea that there's no hope. Um, of course, uh, we can change what we're doing and we can wean ourselves off of fossil fuels. And if we work hard, we can probably reverse some of the impacts, but it's something we have to start doing as soon as possible. In your study, speaking of fishing, in your study of the oceans, do you notice some changes with the sea life and the coral reefs and all of these? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I don't study the, those things myself, but I am uh, certainly keep up with the, the ongoing research. And um, the sea life in the ocean is really under enormous pressure. And it's under enormous pressure because the oceans are warming. Um, but it's also under pressure because the oceans absorb a lot of the carbon dioxide that we put in the atmosphere. So when we dig up oil or coal uh, or any fossil fuel and burn it, um, the carbon that we, that we use winds up as carbon dioxide, a colorless gas in the atmosphere. And about one third of that CO2 winds up getting absorbed by the oceans. It makes the oceans more acidic, and that has an impact on all kinds of sea life. So we're warming the oceans, we're making them more acidic, um, and uh, it's having a really profound impact on, on coral, on uh, sea life, really from the bottom up. Um, the uh, tiniest critters in the ocean uh, plankton form the foundation for the entire food web there and uh, as they become affected uh, really it has the potential to affect almost all life in the ocean. When you as a scientist you're looking at this and you're looking at us almost as you know and I use this term loosely almost as God would look at us because you're looking at us from the you know from outer space down does it what do you what do you feel when you, I mean, obviously there's a scientific aspect, but 
is there an emotional connection with your work and, and are you involved with some initiatives and is, is NASA involved with some initiatives to help educate and expand our knowledge on, on this level? Well, NASA is a, a science and technology agency, and so most of what we do is is study and report. But of course, uh, we also try and educate people about what's happening, um, about the changes that we see. Uh, you know, we're a publicly funded agency, and it's part of our duty to tell people uh, how we're spending the public's money. And so um, there are uh, lots of efforts to try and get the word out about what's happening and how things are changing. Um, but on a personal level, of course, it's, uh, it's disturbing sometimes to see just how huge the changes are that we're, we're causing. Um, I have a mission called Oceans Melting Greenland, or OMG for short. Uh, and uh, this is a, an aircraft mission to fly around the Greenland um, and look at the ice sheet there. Uh, Greenland is covered by a massive miles thick blanket of ice and it's melting. Um, this uh, huge block of ice is melting and it contains enough uh, it contains enough uh, ice to raise global sea levels by more than 20 feet around the world. And uh, so to see this massive thing that's been there for uh, all of human history begin to disappear is really profound. Hmm. Well, I with you are, are sad, my friend, but uh, also I do feel that there is hope and um, projects such as the local ones we're working on and, and have on the show today with the Loggerhead Marine Life Center. And I know the efforts that we do in our household and hopefully the listeners are are planning on making more efforts in their personal lives. I, I thank you for sharing with us this knowledge, sharing with us this reality, um, and and the urgency. And I really, truly appreciate your time and, and all that you're doing. Absolutely. Thank you for having me. If you want to learn more about what we're doing with uh, my mission, Oceans Melting Greenland, you can find out on facebook.com slash climate Elvis. And for those of you that just tune in, that's uh, Mr. Joshua Willis, and he's uh, with NASA, and his specialty is oceanography, cool. and you've heard it here on Maximum Health Radio. This has been another Maximum Health Quality Living with yours truly, Dr. Ken Gray. And if you've missed any portion of the show, please go on to prx.org, Public Radio Exchange. You'll find out that um, it's very easy to use, and uh, you can keep in touch with us. And for any email questions, Dr. Ken at drkengray.com. We are now doing live on YouTube, so subscribe to Doc Ken, D-O-C space Ken, on YouTube, and keep in touch. See you next time. Peace and blessings manifest with every